Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 26. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be God Doesn't Change His Word. God Doesn't Change His Word. I don't know about you, but I've been around people who will give you something one day and then they will take it back the next day. You thought it was a gift. Turns out they were just borrowing it, right? They're like, no, 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 I wasn't actually giving that to you. I've kind of changed my mind on that. And I have to admit, sometimes I've been guilty of that because of lack of communication. But one of the things I love about God is that God's word does not change. If it's true today, it's true tomorrow. And that's both the good news and the warnings that he places in our life. And what we're going to see today is how David grapples with, okay, God, can, do I still have to do the same thing? Because <laughs> I really like to do something else. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are subscribing. There's about half of you who are not subscribed to our channel, and we are on the road to a 1,000. And we would love for you to help be part of this community, help us grow the YouTube channel. Also on the podcast, thank you so much for all of you who are leaving me a five-star review. Please continue to do that. It really does help us to get it in the search engine so more people can find out that, hey, there's a group of people that are reading God's word every single day. And then also where we all gather together at the Facebook group at the Bible Breakdown Discussion. And I just always want to say thank you so much to those folks who are doing a wonderful job interacting with God's word because, man, the more we dig, the more we find. And this is definitely one of those chapters. And so if you have your Bible, you're going to open up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 24. And I want to remind you about what's going on. The overall theme of 1 Samuel is God's providence despite our silliness. And that's exactly what's going on now. David is on the run from King Saul, and he's constantly having to run and hide and all of this. And, and in, despite the fact that Saul is trying to kill David, God is still slowly doing exactly what he wants to do, and he's putting people in position, and he's kind of moving someone here and moving someone there, and he's just slowly getting everybody where they need to be. And many times, that's a reflection of our own life. Things look like they're in chaos. Things look like they're not where they're supposed to be. But if you watch really carefully, and many times the best way to do this is after it's happened. You go back and you look. You can see how God is slowly positioning things where they need to be so that God's will is always being done. And one of the things you're going to see is sometimes it doesn't make sense at the time. And that's exactly what's going to happen today. So in 1 Samuel chapter 26, what we're going to see is, is David has another chance to attack Saul. And so now is the question of, okay, God, you spared him the first time. You going to change your mind the second time? <laughs> let's see what happens and let's see what God's word would say to us today. 1 Samuel 26 verse 1 says this. Now, some men from Ziph came to Saul at Gabeah to tell him, David is hiding on a hill of Hilkiah to overlook the to overlook the Jeshurun. So Saul took 3,000 of Israel's elite troops and went to hunt him down in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul had camped along the roadside of the hill of Hilkanah, near Jeshim, where David was hiding. And when David learned that Saul had come after him into the wilderness, he sent out spies to verify the report of Saul's arrival. David slipped over to Saul's camp one night to look around. 
Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of the army, they were all sleeping inside a ring formed by the slumbering warriors. All who volunteered to go in there with me, or rather, David asked, who will volunteer to go in there with me? David asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abasha, the son of Zeruah, Joab's brother. I'll go with you, Abasha replied. So David and Abashi went right into Saul's camp and found him asleep. He was there with his spear stuck in the ground beside his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying asleep around him. God has surely handed your enemy over to you this time, Abashi whispered to David. Let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of my spear. I won't need to strike twice. No, David said, don't kill him. For who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? Surely the Lord will strike Saul down someday, or he will die of old age or in battle. But the Lord forbid that I should kill the one he has anointed. But take his spear and that jug of water beside his head, and then let's get out of here. So David took a spear and the jug of water that was near Saul's head. Then he and Abashi got away without anyone seeing them or even waking up, because the Lord had put Saul's men into a deep sleep. David climbed the hill opposite the camp until they were at a safe distance. And then he shouted down at the soldiers and Abner, the son of Ner, and he said, Wake up, Abner. Who is it? He demanded. Well, Abner, you're a great man, aren't you? David taunted. Where in Israel is there anyone as mighty? So why haven't you guarded your master, the king, when someone came to kill him? This isn't good at all. I swear that by the Lord, I swear by the Lord that you and your men deserve to die. Because you failed to protect your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around. Where are the king's spear and jug of water that were beside his head? Saul recognized David's voice and called out, Is that you, my son David? David replied, Yes, my lord the king. Why are you chasing me? What have I done? What is my crime? But now let the Lord, the king, listen to his servant. If the Lord has stirred you up against me, then let him, then let my acceptance Uh, Let him accept my offering. But if this is simply a human scheme, then may those involved be cursed by the Lord. For they have driven me from my home so that I can no longer live among the Lord's people. And they have said, go worship pagan gods. Must I die on foreign soil, far from the presence of the Lord? Why has the king of Israel come out to search for such a single flea? Why Why does he hunt me down like a partridge on the mountains? And then Saul confessed, I have sinned. Come back home, my son, and I will no longer try to harm you, for you valued my life today, and I have been a fool and very, very wrong. Here is your spear, O king, David replied. Let one of the young men come over and get it. The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal, and I refuse to kill you even when the Lord has placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed one. Now, may the Lord value my life even as I have valued yours today. May you rescue me, or may he rescue me from all my troubles. And Saul said to David, Blessings on you, my son David. You will do many heroic deeds, and you will surely succeed. Then David went away, and Saul returned home. Wow. Yet again. Now, first of all, can we get this out of the way? Saul is extremely unlucky, okay? Two times now, David has had an opportunity to kill Saul, and he doesn't do it. And the reason why is because he says, this is the Lord's anointed one. So it doesn't matter what he's doing wrong. What matters is that God has chosen him for this moment. So it's, he's God's problem. That's basically what he's saying. I don't know about you, but I've had times when there were people in positions of authority and people I was supposed to respect 
but they were really hard to love and respect because I knew they were doing things that God wouldn't like. And it was really hard for me not to feel like judge, jury, and executioner and that somebody's got to do something. Might as well be me. But when it comes to the Lord's anointed one, what we have to realize is they're God's problem. God's the one who's got to deal with them. My job is just to not get in the way of God's justice. And in due time, the Lord will deal with them. And that's important to realize that God told David the first time, don't kill him. Leave Saul alone. Well, when he had an opportunity the second time, he didn't have to wonder if God had changed his mind. Instead, he realized God has not changed his mind. If he was the Lord's anointed before, he's the Lord's anointed now. Even if he's still not doing right, I'm not going to mess him up. Do you know that brings me all kinds of hope? Number one, it brings me hope because when I read God's word, I can trust that if it was okay yesterday, it's going to be okay today. And if I can trust his word today, I can trust his word tomorrow. God's word is not going to change. But the other thing that I can put my hope in, and I hope it gives you hope as well, is God has not changed his mind about you. Even though the Lord had rejected Saul as the leader of the nation, while he was still alive, he was in that position of being the king. And what David was saying is, is whether or not I like him, whether or not I think he's doing the right thing, whether or not he's doing the right thing, I'm going to leave him to the Lord. And can I tell you, God has not changed his mind about you. If you're having the best day of your life, or if you're struggling right now, he still loves you. He still has a big idea about you. Now, he doesn't want you to be in that sin. He doesn't want you to be in that broken place. He doesn't want to be separated from you in that kind of way. But because just because you're separated from him doesn't mean that he loves you any less. He just wants you to come on back home to him. So if you're listening to this right now, if you're watching this YouTube video, maybe this is the Lord reminding you. He's not forgotten about you. He still loves you. He's still seeking after you. You've never been more loved than you are right now, and he wants you to come home. He has not changed his mind about you. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word that doesn't change. Thank you, Lord, that all the promises and all the challenging warnings, they're all still the same. And you promise us things to give us hope, and you warn us and you challenge us to bring us freedom. I pray that we will accept all of it as your word and walk in your freedom today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, don't forget, God's word says in 1 Samuel chapter 12, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. God has not changed his mind and his word about you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Samuel chapter 27.